there are unfalsifiable statements like there is an invisible flying spaghetti monster which doesn't appear to you unless you truly believe in it there's no way to prove the statement wrong so i guess the burden of proof lies on the person making the claim and not on the others who have to disprove it if you've noticed that people around the campfire become a little more numb and calm like a sort of intense peace takes over them and they settle down in analogy if we did not have the equipment to measure x-rays we never would have found it and it would be purely theoretical i feel like it's better to rely on your own experiences of life than like more than random information or theoretical knowledge that you can get off the internet or from other sources you know we have this measuring instruments to eliminate the inherent biases of our senses and to augment it What if it's something that can't be proved mathematically? Can you prove that it can't be true at all just because it can't be jotted down? Like what if there's a section of truth that doesn't have a mathematical basis to it? Hey, Kiryosphere. This is Pratham here and I'm Suraj. So on this channel we discuss our thoughts, perspective and have a deep talk on an intriguing topic that has fascinated us. But for this episode we decided to mix it up a bit and do a nomadic conversation where we don't decide on a topic. One of us asks a surprise random question and just see where the conversation takes us. So what I wanted to ask you Suraj is a question that's actually based on a quote. Okay. Uh so I'm going to tell you the quote first and what it made me think and then see what you think of it. Okay. So the quote is the sea once it casts its spell holds you in its net of wonder forever. Hmm. Okay. And it's something that has made me think quite a bit about why we like the sea and the ocean and the waves and whenever i've gone for a trip with my friends or i'm at the beach i always like try to ask the other person why do you think uh we enjoy this so much so before like i'll spell out some of the answers but before we get into that i just wanted to ask you like wh- why do you think uh we enjoy the beach and the ocean hmm. okay actually i think it's perfect timing because recently i've been to a uh, beach like just 2 3 days back so it, it was awesome <laughs> for me at least it's the serenity not just the beach uh, beach definitely but any place which has the same thing whether it be it sand water grass or anything that is uniform and it goes until the horizon until your eyes can see it so for me that's a sign of serenity and I definitely want to spend time over there. It's like that for me. And that's the part about having something uniform and until the horizon. And especially with beach, with water, I also have this feeling of okay, it's something deep and like an entire life form is below that and most of it is unexplored. So I ha- I still have that wonder with that beach. Whereas if you have a grassland and you pretty much know it, I mean it's just earth below that grass. but with the, uh, the ocean yeah exactly but with the ocean i feel like oh, there's some hidden something like literally a treasure possibly <laughs> or yeah so i have that wonder so that that's what it is for me probably that because like i got like a lot of strange answers one was like an affinity towards water and the other was like it's something constant uh, that's happening and never ending almost like magical mm. the the force of waves coming again mm-hmm. and one friend was like i just like it when the waves are coming towards me and hit my legs and like one of the most interesting answers i got was something to do with like evolution 
and this one friend suggested that maybe it's because we evolved from the aquatic creatures and then life came onto the ground and evolved from then on maybe we feel an urge or an inclination or instinct to go back to the water so i thought that was interesting okay that that's pretty interesting but <laughs> i don't know if i completely you know buy that oh yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean do, do you feel that that could be a possible uh, actually initially i consider? yeah initially i didn't really think maybe it was but uh, i don't know i it seems like maybe it can be because i feel the imprint of all those like the accumulated impact of all that stuff still some in some form or way remains in you so i don't know the more i think about it the more i feel like it could be a tiny contributing factor but yeah probably the hmm. mystery for me is the most dominant uh, factor like you said and that quote that i read out also seems to speak in that mm. same tone yeah and that's definitely true actually i remember once you had told me that we enjoy i'm not sure if it's enjoy or we tend to have a bias towards it all the basic elements basically air water fire and uh, uh, what's the other earth i think earth. yeah <laughs> so especially this image is imprinted on my brain where you told that even air like if it's go to a windy place and wear a very loose t-shirt and let that wind sort of wash you just like a water just like water would wash you when you're under the waterfall so i have that image in my mind and i couldn't help but agree more uh, when you mentioned that yeah i actually thought you were like thinking that uh, that's not really true <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you say some mystical things about <laughs> it like how it's like I might be skeptical about that but um, but this also doesn't really have like an explanation over here right it's it's I mean I don't know for me it's something that I experienced and heard it so I could relate the two things but have you experienced it as well uh the beach part or no the other one the wind thing the wind yeah definitely okay that's pretty cool so that i definitely experienced that and yeah of course the warmth of the fire in a sitting close by campfire or something yeah yeah, yeah yeah like have you noticed people just kind of go numb when they're near a campfire like even if like the most excited or bubbly person was around you mm-hmm. in some way they kind of become a little more calm and start gesticulating less and you know just be a little more little more numb and a little more I don't know there's like some kind of an inner peace that suddenly becomes alive and uh they're a little calmer and quieter and more willing to listen. Hmm. I mean again like we we could argue that uh, you know in some campfires at least uh, the ones that I have seen like people keep running around the campfire they'll be singing <laughs> songs and <laughs> there's that loudness to it. Okay. Uh, but I think after sometimes they might settle down and I'm not sure if it if it's just that they're enervated Uh, after doing all that after screaming and all maybe, that maybe maybe but you know like that's the reason for even you know how you know why they light lamps at these occasions or events and stuff mm-hmm. it's for that very reason that it brings about a certain like a tone or a feeling and people kind of calm down and become a little more receptive so that's why they yeah. start any occasion with the lighting of the lamp quote mm. unquote oh okay Yeah. It sounds very peaceful and yeah definitely even me like being the sort of person I am I wouldn't go running around the camp and <laughs> screaming <laughs> but <laughs> uh, well I'm imagining you doing that <laughs> I honestly can't imagine me doing that but <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah i mean uh, like i'm the sort of person who enjoys that serenity that uh, campfire and a- any of these elements bring so that that's the reason i told that i can definitely connect with what you what you said about the wind washing you in those places or in that environment yeah but i'm thinking about the earth now actually like how would that element mm. kind of like it's interesting maybe we haven't found that or does tree count as a part of Probably. earth or like, actually yeah. i was i was thinking mud bath <laughs> mud bath okay <laughs> like it's an actual thing right so uh i i haven't had a taste of it but <laughs> me neither but it's supposed to be re- rejuvenating and like you get like mm-hmm. super into i mean i don't know it feels really good for your skin and body apparently okay but what i thought was uh, taking a trek in the forest or just in the woods and that's always like i don't know mm. it's just invigorating it's it's super fun for me at least yeah 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 but like i'm pretty i don't know surprised and impressed that you agree with me on this cuz yeah usually it's something that this kind of stuff is something that we usually disagree upon yeah i mean this at least i have experienced it myself uh like after a long day of work just go on top of my terrace wear a loose t-shirt and uh yeah just take it all in it feels very nice and i feel like i want to stay there and for a really long time yeah yeah so could be with those elements and but with the sea part i feel it also is another factor is also because of the just the plain beauty part of it we are drawn to things and we want to keep looking at it or capture it if anything is looks beautiful and also yeah another factor is if something is really big and that's the reason like you you have all this paintings of renaissance right like mm-hmm. it's in the chapels and uh, it's very huge they they were doing those huge paintings because it, it it has an effect like it seems magnanimous and you have all these structures which is like very tall and you you want to build it in such a way that it's imposing like it it feels it's firm and it's something assertive yeah yeah so for the sea part i feel uh, it's like that it feels like it has so much potential for the lack of a better word it's it's magnitude so, yeah magnitude exactly so i feel that so i think all these factors definitely influence at least me yeah makes sense actually and like when you're talking about paintings i i just thought about like abstract paintings okay what's your opinion on that do you feel like there's a lot more there or it's overhyped or i was thinking it's overhyped and i really couldn't get those paintings and but i recently saw a course which said understanding abstract paintings so i didn't even know that like you know like there, there there's something. something to yeah there mm. there could be something so maybe there is something and i don't know about it but i don't know even if it's there uh, i i feel like 80% sure that i <laughs> might not like it but uh, but yeah i'm still keeping the room for error but don't you see like there's the same element of mystery over there also right like you don't really know what's there same kind of thing to the sea and I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you spend more time on it you discover more. Like reading a good book, right? When you read it again, mm. you start seeing the things that you like wouldn't have seen at the first glance or the first uh, you know, like the first time you read it. And you start seeing some more stuff. It is that happens to me. I'm not sure uh, if it's like have you experienced that when you read it again and go back to it, you start noticing some other subtle things that you didn't see before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah you could be right maybe given enough time I spent staring at the painting it might I might hit up on something 
but yeah. all this the the other things like you know remember that recent uh, incident that happened where someone just taped a banana onto a wall and people were taking photograph of that and like are you serious <laughs> yeah i'm not even kidding <laughs> like someone just to prank them like uh, they, they taped a freaking banana on a wall and and, and it was duct taped not like a proper uh, yeah they didn't I'm sure they it. would be trying to make some interpretation over there saying oh something is trapped and can't get free and i don't know maybe relating it to some exactly exactly yeah there's no question that i think like people try to i mean there is okay i think we can agree that there is certain something in abstract paintings yet there are there is a lot of misinterpretation or rather hollow interpretation of things which doesn't really exist and wasn't intended to be interpreted by the artist yeah yeah see this is my dilemma so when someone let's say an artist paints a picture how should it be interpreted like is it that let's say the artist has some intention original intention he painted that picture and but say i'm seeing some other a, a different meaning from it but that's more deep than the actual intention that the artist had behind uh, painting that painting so should i go with that or did i misinterpret yeah. it but no because i, I, found fe- I feel that's meaning. fine that's mm. fine if it relates to your experience like i feel like each person is a unique uh, you know collection of memories and emotions and everything mm. so if it really connects for you with some string of memories and some string of impressions that you can gather mm. like i'm pretty sure you're not the only one even though you are unique so it is still a valid interpretation i i feel like that kind of lies at the heart of art mm. that it need not be taken in that way mm. but yeah it's interesting like basically it can be different for everyone Yeah yeah it can be different for you but yeah some people take the abstract art to some ridiculous proportions too yeah yeah that's true because this also begs the question that even in music uh, the, i i have this tendency to not to pay attention to lyrics at all at least in the first or second third go if i like the tune a lot actually even if i like especially when i like the tune a lot i kind of stay away from like seeing the actual lyrics because i associate the tune to a certain feeling that it evoked in me and uh, that feeling would probably very be very different than what the lyrics describe it as <laughs> it's actually funny you mentioned that just like like a few days back so i was on a trip and so this friend of mine who doesn't know hindi that well mm-hmm. probably can understand a few words and a little bit here and there and get the vibe but doesn't really know the lyrics but he sings okay and he sings really well Mm-hmm. and he knows all the like a lot of the mainstream hindi songs and a lot mm-hmm. of uh, um, you know fun unplugged versions and all that and he knows the lyrics like he sings along and he sings well but he doesn't know the lyrics at all but you mean the so meaning? yeah exactly he doesn't know the meaning at all uh-huh. and i was just thinking actually like at least for me the lyrics is what really matters even the music but like the lyrics equally because i don't know i just i was just thinking that if this guy really like like he's singing it with so much intensity that if he understood the lyrics i'm mm. sure he would fall in love with the song even more mm. uh because it's something like whatever it relates to the indianness in you and it relates to the romantic person in you and like a lot of common aspects like usually songs yeah. are something that people relate to so mm-hmm. uh, but it's interesting <laughs> No, I I definitely had that experience where I saw the lyrics and like I understood that lyrics basically and I had a newfound uh, appreciation for that song. But the times when the lyrics didn't match the feeling that it had evoked in me, 
I don't I actively try to forget those lyrics or not concentrate on it whenever I listen to it or try to sing it myself. Makes sense. Like it's a it's a new thing. Like I wasn't aware of this but you're making me think. And mm. it's funny because like recently I've been listening to some songs from other languages and I don't really know what it means until I google it and translate it and stuff but it mm. evokes a certain feeling. But yeah, I don't know. I I probably don't hold that much weight on my own whatever it's making me think about because i want to know what the artist is trying to say but it's interesting i'm thinking whether i should listen to a few songs and just <laughs> not google the meaning at all and just like stay with it yeah no but see you you yourself mentioned that you don't want to or okay you, you just mentioned that art can be subjective like it can be different for everyone so why do you want to try and actively think what the artist is trying to tell Yeah well with the visual art it is like a rather gray area still but with the music and lyrics and someone saying something it has a very like it is a very direct meaning uh, very yeah. obvious and apparent thing so i i just want to know it and see whether that was the same thing that i got mm, okay. but again like i said it's interesting uh, you you're making me think over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but like i think I don't know at least like suddenly I thought about you know when when you read books or something when you read a good story mm-hmm. usually there isn't like I mean when you kids there would be some kind of a moral of the story or whatever but if you read like some good fiction book or you know like a like a Khalid Hosseini book or like something from Albert Camus or something like that mm-hmm. there isn't like so much meaning that can be defined and mm-hmm. I don't know they usually just kind of expose the you know like the helpless condition of the human existence in a way yeah. some aspect of it yeah like yeah. for example love or friendship or whatever it can't be really explained as such but something that we feel yeah so and of course every reader takes it in his own stride so i'm just trying to think like you know what is the intended part behind it and what would i take it as and yeah 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 again uh, same thing like it's a, a dilemma for me maybe with all these books they have a like proper message that they want to tell and uh, but, but then again see even with authors who are writing books let's say i interpret somehow like it, i know it's more direct than a visual or an abstract painting it's more direct and it's pretty obvious probably but let's say i extract a derive a different meaning from it should i leave it as such if it's more meaningful to me than the actual intention i think it's fine if you do like i, I don't see anything wrong with it if it, if it enriches your experience why not so yeah i'd say okay well, let's but i also want to do true true to that art i think you can do both or... right you can do both and you just hold yours as much as valid as the original mm. intention but mm. that's what like i feel like art always gives rise to more art like you see something inspiring and it yeah. it will motivate you to create something of your own and or interpret Definitely. it in some other way yeah but what is the meaning of life so much let me ask you at least for you who damn meaning of life if you are closing our podcast this would be our last episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it deserves another an episode of its own yeah but i just like suddenly felt like asking you that ha <sighs> okay We'll, we'll definitely do an episode on this because i feel it's a very deep topic that has to be explored and uh, probably it's the topic that we 
should ask ourselves and the topic that we would live our life for the meaning or the purpose of life but in a nutshell i feel for me there is no meaning there are atoms it's happening it's obeying some laws <laughs> it's going on even in our heads i know that you don't believe that we have that consciousness and all that but i feel even in our head like we are just not able to understand it but it's it's going according to uh, some laws on quantum physics or whatever so i feel whatever the purpose of life is or the meaning of life is what we make of it and there's no other meaning beyond that like there's no higher meaning that we can achieve or something like unfortunately, that unfortunately people who have assigned or interpreted their own meaning have caused a lot of damage in the world <laughs> that's true but uh, yeah i agree with you there even i because i feel like in the larger picture see when you talk about a meaning of something it's always in relation to the larger picture or the other related or connected things right and for life yeah, yeah. there is no related or connected things it's like the biggest frame there is so it doesn't need to have a meaning in relation to other things because there are no other things everything is in it so mm. it is that's how i think of it So yeah, I agree that I mean there isn't like a inherent meaning of it. It's just you live and you experience. But what made me laugh is when you said like there's just atoms and it's just happening. <laughs> and I I don't know, I just like I feel find it like no offense, but I find it kind of funny or I mean I find it unique in a way or quite bold rather that you place more uh, not you but whatever like a lot of people mm-hmm. place a lot of how do you say faith maybe i don't know like belief in theories that you would never experienced you just kind of logically understand rather than mm-hmm. your own instincts and experiences like for example when we spoke about the wind washing thing mm-hmm. what you experienced it and this thing but if you hadn't you probably would dismiss it like but even some of the theories or something that we you learn or study or whatever it's mm-hmm. just that you know it as a as part of a book and you have that knowledge or you've seen it or read it or something but you don't know it like you haven't experienced it at all do you get what i mean to say yeah yeah no i completely get that uh, but i feel see the reason i believe in those things i mean the word belief is i don't know if it's the right word here agree with it yeah i i agree with it be, mainly because if if someone's like published a research or something like that they pretty much would have done experiments to find the cons of it or like trying to disprove it basically so any research that gets published like there are other teams who try to disprove it and when like many people can't yeah uh, that's fine but like i feel to... like like the same importance isn't given to your own experiences even if there is no explanation for it and especially I... when there's no explanation for it actually Hmm. Yeah, I mean in those situations I just feel I'm just stupid to not understand <laughs> it. Like there is actually something but uh, I'm not able to get it and like I chalk that off as my stupidity. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Some door behind me just opened like randomly and I got scared kind of. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm home alone so it's scared. Kind of, I don't know. Okay, never mind. What do you say? I can suggest you a Stephen King novel. No, I'm good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, where I was just going with that is like like this is something I've been moving towards. Uh I just feel like there's like a ton of infinite information 
and there's no point like learning a lot of it and trying mm-hmm. to learn all of it because you'll never be able to mm-hmm. so it's something i've been moving towards like my approach to things and not dismissing but trying to actively avoid random facts and random bits of information but mm-hmm. trying to experience life more and dra- drawing my own conclusions some of them may be wrong that's fine but at least mm-hmm. it's based on my experiences and whatever i have known and maybe reading from other people's experiences and deriving more of that than a lot of theoretical stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i i just feel like like i want to do more of that and not argue about a whole lot of theoretical things like i find like even our conversations i find it much more fun when we discuss okay this is what i you know uh, kind of imagined or felt or uh, read about and experienced this and i could relate to it and i find those examples much more fun than than something which is more like uh, i watched this video and this is what they were talking about or mm-hmm. you get what i mean yeah yeah i completely get that but i feel where our experiences come in like we would be biased because of this confirmation bias because whatever experiences we have we try to choose the ones that already aligns with our pre-existing beliefs and try to explain it in that way and um, again like if you are a religious person you would just to take the analogy of uh, attacking every problem with a hammer because you see it as a nail okay. so if you are a religious person you would try to find explanation of god to every experience that happens i get what you mean yeah a lot of filters exactly there are a lot of filters but when it comes to theory when it comes to like objective truth they almost always try to uh, you know marginalize as much as they can all these subjective things so they they have measuring instruments which don't have any biases towards our preconceived beliefs or anything like that and many people can replicate it it's repeatable so that's the reason i tend to you know lean towards that because i feel it's more likely that it's that and not the experience that i felt mm. but like okay at least one more thing that uh, well okay me and maybe some hopefully some other people of a similar bent uh mm-hmm. try to do is kind of get rid of all those isms so no religion no nothing no bias no nationality no no bias uh-huh. of any kind no gender nothing and just try to think like very objectively maybe it won't mm-hmm. be completely possible but but actually like you said okay fine that that actually makes me think of something you said something like it can be experienced by it can be reproduced and experienced by more people i mean mm-hmm. what about what, what do you think about like meditation and enlightenment and it's something that's been experienced by a lot of people and it can be reproduced and you can experience it yourself if you're willing to put in the effort and time but yet it's like i'm not saying there's no scientific this thing that which is true there's no scientific uh, you know notion or principle that lends it any credibility but my point is they're not even willing to try or go there like if you tried something in that category you would be laughed at and made fun of by the community do you get what i mean to say hmm yeah but i'm trying to think in a way that uh, with data you, you mean keep... basically yeah exactly and not just that not quite that but i'm not uh, taking in all these other factors which like you said like you probably are made fun of if you try to re- research in that particular field in meditation or what happens to you when you meditate and all that i'm trying to think purely objectively but where if you study that and if you find it uh, it's i mean it's well and good like if it helps others why not 
Yeah, but like I'm just saying like that openness uh, is not something mm. that you'd find in like like 90 something percent of the scientists. And even if some percentage aha they wouldn't be willing to admit it for their uh, whatever scientific credibility or something. Mm. But but I'm glad that you like you get what I mean to say, right? Yeah, yeah. But wait, I have to take you up on that because uh I was listening to a podcast like uh, a lot of podcasts by this person called Heather Berlin and uh, she is a neurologist and I listen to many podcasts which study uh, you know brain science which do neurology and behavioral sciences and I don't think among those people who actually study brain they do feel that meditation definitely helps at least from the people that I have heard people who are neurologists well more than meditation i was actually kind of talking about mo- going towards more of the spiritual aspect of it and enlightenment spiritual. yeah not just the like not just the observable benefit health benefits like that come with it mm-hmm. okay okay yeah that i feel like at, at least from what i've heard i don't think it's a huge part of their research that's what but yeah i mean it it should be i i feel like they should explore every aspect of it mm. But do you feel that the scientific community is a bit sometimes like because there are these examples of Indian scientists who have been laughed at and made fun of and never been taken seriously and yet they finally proved something for example even Chandrasekhar right uh mm-hmm. or even I think yeah I think it was Chandrasekhar only and he came up with the Chandrasekhar limit for white dwarfs and he wasn't taken seriously and There have been other instances also where scientists have been cut off by like mid speech uh mm-hmm. while they're talking about something because of a certain bias or uh, I, I just thought I'll ask you that what do you think about that uh I felt that was there uh before definitely mm-hmm. but I don't feel or I don't think it's there it's just my opinion like I don't see that uh based on your nationality or uh, marginalized mm-hmm. but i definitely i agree with you on the point that if you try to bring up on some spiritual stuff you're researching on something spiritual or say something supernatural you might be looked down upon dismissed uh, yeah you might be dismissed uh, <laughs> like that but i again feel that it's more related to the fact that it's unfalsifiable so for people who don't know like you can get statements say there is a flying pink spaghetti monster and i say that it's invisible and only if you believe truly in it you'll be able to feel it there is no. no way to prove me wrong so it lies on the uh, the responsibility lies on the yeah i get it i get it and i'm familiar with that logic and that argument but here we're not talking see there's a distinction here between believing something and experiencing something so these mm-hmm. things are not something like there's no like religion is based on belief you need more people to believe and it'll become a religion but we're not talking about that this is more like individual experiences of unrelated people this is not the same people like i'm not gathering 100 people and telling them this is what you experience and that's what you start to, you have to start claiming from now on and they go out it's like different people through time and from different places who are unconnected to each other have had the same experience and it's reproducible you can experience it you don't have to believe it that oh yeah yeah i think it's just true and you know what i mean Mm, then I think see uh, for people who don't know there is actually a million dollar reward for anyone who can prove anything supernatural or spiritual in a, in a controlled environment and only one person has tried it and they weren't successful but that uh, deal is still on 
so the, i feel that people <laughs> who have the resources yeah, yeah. I, i actually i let me find that link and i'll post it in the description so for people who uh, who have the resources or who have the knowledge of this particular 1 million dollar thing you see it's not about just the money it's about if you can actually prove it that's awesome but that's what i'm trying to say right all the proofs that you are talking about are mostly like uh how do you put it like the physical database mathematical kind of proofs but what if it's something that can't be proven that way uh can you prove that it's not true at all like what if it's something that only you can experience it like only the human consciousness can experience it and i can't jot it down on pen and paper and show you that uh yeah that's definitely a legitimate concern because let's say a star is emitting an x-ray and uh, we we don't even know what x-ray is and we don't have instrument to measure it we will never measure it so i think that's what you're saying right like if it's something kind uh, of uh we we don't have the equipment to i'm just see saying where where does it say that if you can't mathematically prove it then it can't be true at all do you get what i mean can you prove that hmm of all the laws that have been theorized and uh, experimentally verified they have proved it mathematically because uh, like they feel that mathematics i mean it's not that they feel mathematics is that fundamental that's what i'm saying uh, right like science will only go after stuff that is that can be done that way but what if there is a section of truth that mm-hmm. doesn't have a mathematical basis to it you will be completely missing that out or do you feel like there's no such thing possible i kind of feel that there is no such thing possible because if i think about this a lot and like if you want my final answer on this it's that we definitely do not have the instruments or we most probably don't have the instruments to see the experience that the other person is feeling we certainly have this eeg or fmri scans do. that's what i'm saying right your consciousness can experience it if you put in the time and effort it's the same as anybody else's no 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 I, i'm saying the recording instruments anything that you can record that experience and like show it to others that okay there was there was actually this change in their mind or whatever to probe it so the reason we have all these instruments is to eliminate the biases of our own senses so that even though you think your eye is perfect and you you see that you're color blind like it's a very minute thing but it makes a difference it actually so, mm-hmm. yeah so so there are these instruments to eliminate those biases and augment our senses so i feel uh, either we do not have yet have the equipments to see such things like if there are such things or we have those instruments like fmri and all that and there hasn't been any research or resource put into that field yeah i mean i agree with the latter but actually it's interesting that you say that because most of the spiritual stuff that i've come across in fact advertises that or propagates that saying that your senses aren't perfect enough and there are other ways to perceive but you have to experience it like you don't have to believe mm-hmm. anything you don't have to you know you don't have to like read any book or you don't have to like just get on board if you mm-hmm. experience it and you don't use your senses you there are other i don't know like i mean to rephrase some um, a popular personality there are other dimensions of uh perceiving and so that's what i'm saying right it is reproducible but by experience but it's not recordable okay for that i would say it's not recordable probably because of our limitations in technology one and uh, the other reproducibility part of it like see again i'm skeptical about this because it's very very easy to induce such an experience in a controlled environment it's extremely easy and people have done that like you you can make people you know feel that someone's talking or you they see a light and you can fool the stuff. brain basically yeah exactly it's very easy to fool the brain 
you just take a load of lsd or whatever again it's easy to but pull but i would agree from that yeah mm-hmm. but i would agree with you if it was one person going around trying to do the same thing but if it's like different people in history who have experienced the same thing unconnected unrelated people from across cultures mm-hmm. and across time then it must be an inherent experience if you go deep enough or if you go far enough you get what i mean to say it's not an intended con uh, for that i feel again the theory of large numbers uh i think we had discussed about this <laughs> you know what i i got to continue no i feel like if you look like that and consider a huge amount of time we definitely can get those many people who have had such an experience or yeah and i mean why does that like i feel that makes my argument stronger than your argument hmm. no see my argument uh, okay i wasn't going to say this out loud but my argument was that their brain is malfunctioning or <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> I mean for the lack of better word like I I I think I think that's too overt but still I I feel their brain is being easily fooled or th- that's one one side of the story and I'm completely okay with believing that yes it there is some but fooled by someone else do you mean to say just to clarify that point someone or something okay because it's very easy to be under the influence of some drug like there's ayahuasca and uh, which is very common in native folks like okay. like the, the tribal people yeah it's 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 very it's a very common thing so it's it's either that or i am completely fine with believing that yes th- there is uh, actually some supernatural thing and we haven't uh, you know put in resources to explore it more closely but what if it's not supernatural it's just natural and like you said we haven't put resources to examine it uh, yeah, or yeah. enough people haven't experienced it exactly so i mean i feel whatever we consider as supernatural i feel it's just that it's the limitation of our understanding and when we understand it it's it's natural basically and we haven't put in the resources to you know yeah, research exactly. about that cool i'm glad we got to that that understanding <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i wasn't trying to like push mm. you i just wanted to see like how would you logically explain that or how like if you had an argument there to make me think Mm. Yeah. No, I always try to keep a room for error. Mm. Even in w- what I believe, like yeah, it there could be a possibility like this and we just haven't explored it. Yes, there definitely yeah, but, can be. But like would you be willing to spend time to explore it yourself? Like trying to experience it yourself. Because that's the only way you would be able to experience it because they yeah. they're openly upfront telling you that we can't record this and show you if you want to know it, you will have to you know submit yourself and experience it and we can show yeah. you how to do that but hmm yeah why not yeah i mean fun. i definitely will be yeah willing to unless it takes like 40 years or something <laughs> <laughs> to get to that point and i don't think 40 years Mars. maybe 40 hours or something but 40 oh. really intense hours not like <laughs> yeah yeah of you listening to something and just like you get what i mean yeah yeah, yeah totally Yeah, but see like finally i want you to uh, i want to get back to the point where you mentioned that uh, because there's a lot of information you're not trying to you know assimilate every single information and just going by your experiences life experiences right yeah ha huh. so uh, i i i want to add my perspective on that and like you're absolutely right like because we have this recording facility called internet you can record almost anything and there's a lot of information now 
so with this huge influx of information the way i'm trying to deal with is by not taking in those information like initially i felt the need to know everything and then i got an obviously you, you can't know all that but i'm now what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to hone my skills of how i think so no matter what information is given to me i'm in that position to digest it because of the way i think and not because of what i already know makes sense i think the onslaught of information is like a thing that it wasn't like a threat before but mm. i mean you can see like the younger generations having a lot of problems that the other like whatever like before the internet and before all the social media we didn't have definitely yeah yeah but what i just meant was something like i'm starting to place more uh, confidence in my own experiences limited as it is and maybe you can't draw too many conclusions from it but that's fine rather than going by some random stuff on the net that i saw cuz i don't know it just turns out to be like a lot of stuff isn't it doesn't have like a very valid basis to it hmm yeah i mean at least to some degree i feel that there is no harm in seeing that or like reading books or articles about that but again like if you if you have that the way you think uh, if it's if it's proper enough you can easily like dismiss few things or you know sift through that in- it's easy to sift through the information basically i feel that's why i'm trying more to hone the skills of how i think rather than how much information i take that's cool makes sense yep yep man it was quite a conversation i think we started off with beaches and waves and ended up with enlightenment and sciences and a lot of stuff absolutely Okay, I think we'll end it here. Uh, feel free to leave your thoughts and comments down below if you're listening on YouTube. If you're listening to us on other platforms like Google or Spotify or Apple, you can always reach out to us on Instagram at Curiosphere. Yeah, uh, have a good one.